Daflamid Gimel. We're talking about different things you can say. Becholoshen. So one of the items in the Mishnah you could say Becholoshen is Tefillah. So says the Gemara. Tefillah Rachmi and Tefillah is Rachmi. It's you davening to Kadosh praising Kadosh Baruch asking Kadosh for what we need. And call Hecha Deboy Matzli. So obviously, uh, obviously you can ask Kadosh Baruch in any language. Yet. Rashi says you don't even need a pasuk for that. Because it's a Dover Pashit. It's you're talking to Garashpoku. You talk to Garashpoku understands all the languages, that's clear. And whatever language you can communicate with him, that of course you could do. You don't need a possum for that. But says the Gemara, with Philibukaloshan, is it really true? You should not Davin in Aramaic. Now it's not, there's a machlaikas we shan over here if this means not to Davin specifically in Aramaic, or does it mean not Davin in any language? And that's the Gemara's Kasha. Uh, and it's going to make enough kamina because Dhamma of Yechonam, Koshol, Tzrocha, Boloshan, Arami, if you daven in Aramaic, Ain Malchi Ashar, is Kokoloi. The Malchi Asharis do not help and take the Tfilas up to Akarish Bochu if you daven in Aramaic. Fish Ain Malchi Asharis, Makirim, Boloshan, Arami. They don't understand that language, and if they don't understand it, they can't bring the Tfilas up. So, so are you supposed to daven in different languages or not? So the Gemara says, like Kasha. An amazing answer. That when you're davening b'yechidus and you need the Malachi Asharis to help you bring the tefillahs up to Kodesh Baruch Hu, then you better daven in Lashon Kodesh. But when you're davening b'tzibor, Rashi says, Tzibor lo yitzrichalu. The Siv Rashi says, Hein kel kaber lo yimois. And a moyes b'tfilos in Shal Rabbim. Kodesh Baruch Hu listens directly to the tefillah of the Rabbim and therefore you can daven in any language. But it's mashram in this Gemara that if you're davening b'yechidus, you should not daven in language. And therefore, the nafkamina of what I mentioned before, whether we're specifically here, talking here about any language or specifically about Lashon Aramis, has a tremendous nafkamina for people who want to daven in a different language and they're davening b'yechidus. So some of our say the Rosh Paskins that we're talking here specifically about Aramaic. Aramaic, the student either Aramaic is considered a lower level language and therefore you shouldn't daven it, or Aramaic is considered a super Kurdish language because we see Tanakh, a lot of Tanakh is written in Aramaic, and therefore you shouldn't daven it. Whatever Pshat you want to go in Aramaic, but there might be a difference between Aramaic and other languages, and other languages you could daven even be a chidus, the Malchia Shoros are okay with that, specifically Aramis that the Malchia Shoros don't relate to. <coughs> Says more, but even that's not necessarily true. Vein Malchia Shoros, Makir Balash and Arami, you're going to tell me Malchia Shoros don't speak or understand Aramaic, but time you have an interesting bracer. Bryce says, Yechon and Gadol, Yechon and Gadol, one Yom Kippur. This is obviously seemingly before he became a min, Yechon and Gadol. So, Shama Basko, he based He went into the Kodesh Kodashim on Yom Kippur, and he heard, he got the news updates. You're always on Yom Kippur morning, you want to know, like, what happened in the world? And you have to ask, like, the guy. He got a straight connection from a Basko. Shu Aimer, because what happened was, Rashi said, before Yom Kippur, this is the time of the Chashmanoyim, they went out to fight a battle. And the battle was actually being fought, ended up being fought on Yom Kippur. So Yechon Kargadol of Kleiser was nervous. What, what, what was the status of the battle? Did we win? Did we lose? And the Baskel came and said to him, Shwamer Nitzchu Talia Da'azul Agcha Kravalan that the Jews who went to fight against those Yevonim were able to beat them on Yom Kippur. I guess Yom Kippur morning, whatever it was. And therefore he already got the update when he came out of Kodesh Kedoshim. Guess what I heard? We're okay. And similarly, but the point is that the Baskel was in Aramaic. Because the language we see quoted there was Aramaic, and another story similar. Also, that the plans of the Goyim. That the Goyim, who hate the Jews, were planning to attack the base of Mikdash. Some people say this is Caligia, who was killed. And therefore all his Gzeros were bottled. He was a very, very, one of the, one of the worst 
of sadistic Roman kings, and he was killed. Either way, but we see from both these stories that the the message they got was in Aramaic, and it was from a basco. In our simple understanding, a basco and a malach is all the same thing. So you see, they did understand Aramaic. The the cost, first of all the more finishes the story the cost voice for sure they wrote down exactly when he got the message the and then they checked after Yontif, after Yom Kippur they said oh taka by ten thirty in the morning already this story had happened so it was it was an accurate uh, report says we were lashon arami oh yeah I mean it was clearly in lashon aramis that's the that's the gears on the bride so tutorutsum iba yisera baskol shani the whole purpose of a baskol. Is to tell us. Rashi says, Whatever the midah, the malach, the the the, the hashpah that is mamuna on giving messages to people as in the form of a baskal, it has to know all seventy languages because its purpose is to communicate. So if you're going to speak in a language people don't understand, that won't work. In those days, the 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 natural language of the Jewish people was Aramaic, and if a baskal could speak Aramaic, even though a regular malach cannot. Iboyasema or Gavriel Have that even though the Malach in charge of Tfilah does not understand Aramaic and therefore you should not have an Aramaic, but Gavriel the Malach, he definitely does. Do the Amar Mar, because we're going to say in the Gemara later on, not today, in the Hemshech of the Sagaratum, Bagavriel Valimdu Shivim Lash. We're going to say that Yosef Hatzadik, when he was by Mitzrayim, by Paroi, they made fun of him that he didn't know other languages, and Gavriel came and taught Yosef Hatzadik all Shivim Lash. So you see that Gavriel, at least, that Malach, does know all 70 languages, and therefore it could be the Basco that we heard over there. Maybe a regular Basco doesn't speak in Aramaic, but that particular Basco was from Gavriel, and Gavriel does, definitely does know all 70 languages, including Aramaic. But Lamaisa, the most coming out that the Malach Mamuna on taking tefillahs of a Yochid to Shemayim does not understand Aramaic and therefore a person should definitely not daven in Aramaic maybe in other languages as well but Betzibor then the tefillahs go straight to Kodesh Pochu, and then any language is fine the next one we said in the Mishnah you're allowed to say in any language is Birchus HaMozim Dichsiv V'echalto V'savato V'erachtas Hashem Lekecho now our gears is B'choloshen Sha'ata Mevorech any Loshen Lech Mevorech it's Mashra the Gemara is learning it from the Pasuk Rashi says specifically interesting Rashi look in Rashi Hachi Yarsim B'Birchus HaMozim Dichsiv V'erachta V'loi Garsinam Einolat says Rashi D'loi Boikro What's your Havamin even that benching needs to be in Loshen Kodesh you're not saying anything that's from a Torah and if you actually think about it, benching is not even a tefillah, right? Benching, we're not being mevakesh from our kosh program. There's a little bit of bakosh here and there in benching. But the ikra bak- of uh, benching is a hodah. Is we're being made to Kodesh So that the Ikra Kodesh doesn't need a Haidah. The Ikra Haidah is for ourselves that we should understand and appreciate that everything we got is from a Kodesh So it's a Dover Pashat that benching itself for sure can be in any language. On top of the fact that, in worst case scenario, it's tefillah. We already said tefillah for sure can be in any language. So Rashi says this is not a makar. This is just a makar for benching. And of course you can mention any language. The next one we said was shvuas edus. So if you, if someone knows edus and he does not uh, refuses to testify in Bezdin and he makes a shvu on it, so he's going to be chayiv. He has to bring a carbon, etc. How do we know that can be in any language? Call Allah, and he hears. So we dash Whatever lashon it is, whatever they, whatever they understand. Remember, shemas in our context of our Gemara does never means hear; it always means understand. So any language you understand for sure is good enough. 
Shvuas a pikadon. You're saying, well, shvuas a pikadon. Someone's making shvuas in a cheshen mishpat situation. He that he got a pikadon. My demikzas. All those cases. So I see techeta techta b'shvuas says over here. We learn out exera shava. We just said in the pasuk nefik shisechto mal b'shava kicheshva misoi. That's the that's the pasuk by shvuas a pikadon. And v'nefik shisechto v'shama kolala was the pasuk by shvuas edus. So we make exera shava that both of them could be in any language. That was the first half of the items in the Mishnah that can be said in any language. Then we get to the second half of things which have to be said in Lashon Kodesh. Well, remember Lashon Kodesh. Mikri, Bikurim, Chalitza, etc. And then the Mishnah says, Mikri, Bikurim, Ketzad. How do you know Mikri, Bikurim has to be in Lashon Kodesh? Because the Pasuk says, as we say, Hashem etc. So how does that mean Lashon Kodesh? And it says, by the Brachos and Klaus and Hagrizim and Ha'evel, Va'onu Halavim V'amu Kol Ish Israel Kol Ram, and therefore Mani Amur Alalam Belashin Kodesh. Just like by the Levim, by the Brachas and the Klolas, it had to be in Lashin Kodesh. Now we didn't yet, we did not yet say where we know that from. But assuming that the Brachas and Klolas have to be in Lashin Kodesh, so we learn Zikzera Shavat to Bikurim Afkan Belashin Kodesh. So also by the Bikurim, where it says where it says Vianisa Vianmarta, also is going to be in Lashin Kodesh. So Sif the Gemara asks, Velevim Gufayim Inalan. We've talked a lot about this. The Mishnah seemed to go off on a tangent and forget to get back to the point. But how we know that the brachas and claws and our greens and our evil had to be a Lushan Kaddish. Yes, obviously they were written in the entire Lushan Kaddish, but maybe if you said them in any language, Yeshua would have been good enough. So we learn Xerah Shava the word Kol and the word Kol from Moshe Rabbeinu. Ksevacha Kol Ram. It says Vanu Alavim Vanu Al Kol Ish Yisrael Kol Ram. Ksevasam and it says by Moshe Rabbeinu by Har Sinai Moshe Yedaber Ralekim Yanenu BeKol. Clearly, Hakadosh Baruch Hu was speaking on Har Sinai in Lashon Kodesh. That's clear. So if the word Kol over there is in the context means Lashon Kodesh, so therefore by the Levim. By the Brachas and Klalos, it means Lashon Kaddish. And then from there, we learned out to all the other places that that's the Makar for Lashon Kaddish. Malam Lashon Kaddish, Afkam Lashon Kaddish. So that's how we learned out, Bikurim, etc. Then the Mishnah said, Chalitza. So we had a Machlekes in the Mishnah. How do we know Chalitza? Do we learn out Chalitza from the fact that it says, that the woman answered, and therefore that's also like the Levium, and it should be Lashon Kaddish? Or Behuda said, because it says, Kocha. It says in the Pasuk, that V'nikshu Avim Te'alelav, and then he's a Kenev, Echotza, Nalim, Yaragla, V'yarka, V'fanav, V'ansa, V'amra, Kocha, Yasel, Yisha, Shalivna, Be'sacha. Behuda in the Mishnah said, yeah, I agree to the Halacha, but he learns it out from the fact that it says, Kocha means it has to be like it's written. Says What do they do with the kacha if they learn out lashon kodesh from somewhere else? What does kacha teach you? They say yes. Kacha means it's ma'akiv and it has to be like the pasuk said. But that's referring to things that you have to do a ma'isa, the spitting, the shoe, all those things. Those have to be exact and have to and are ma'akiv. But the language that you use, you don't necessarily see from the word kacha that that means it has to be specifically lashon kodesh. You have to learn it out from the brachos and klolos. Maybe Huda. Huda says, I agree with you, but it says, Koi Kocha, meaning it could have just said, Va'ansav Amra, Yeselish. What does it mean, Kocha? And instead of saying Kocha, it have said, Koi Yeselish. A double Chaf. Kocha teaches me to a double drasha, the A, the Maises Ma'akev, and B, after the Maises Ma'akev, also the Loshan, the language you use, the Safa, is also going to be Ma'akev. Rabbana, Kocha, Lemash, but they don't touch on the next drasha, so they learn it out from the Brachas and Klaus, Ma'agrizim and Alevo. Rabbi Huda, 
So if he say if he doesn't learn out the Xerashav of Ansa of Ansa to the Levi to Brachas and Klalas, so what does it say Ansa of Amor? What are we saying over there by the Isha? to teach me the opposite. La Levi and the Balashin Kaidesh. Behuda twists it. We said the Makar for everything Bikurim blah 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 is going to be from the Brachas and Klalas, and the Brachas and Klalas we learn out from Meisha Benu who says Elokim Yanenu Bekoil. Behuda says no Hafuch. The Makar for Lashin Kaidesh is Chalitza. By Chalitza it says Kocha. And by Chalitza it says V'Ansa V'Amra. So anywhere else in the Torah it says V'Ansa V'Amra is like Chalitza. And Chalitza is the Makar that we have to have Lashin Kodesh. So why is he learn it that way? V'Lelef Kol Mimoisha. So why didn't he learn it out from Elikim Yana Nebukar like we just said from the Rabbanon? So Ania Ania Gomer Kol Kol Loi Gomer. Remember when it comes to Gzereshavas you can't just make up your own Gzereshavas. It has to be how you're Makabala from your Rebbe. His Kabbalah from his Rebbe was Gzereshava based on Ania Ania not Gzereshava based on Kol Kol. And therefore he did not learn that. He agrees of course that Maimon Arsina was Balashin Kodesh but that's not the Makar for these Alachas. The Makar for these Alachas is from Chalitza where it says Koch. Tanya Namiyachi, we actually see that in a Brisa, the way Behuda expresses it. Koi, or Kocha, or Ania, Vamira, in Alashin Kaidish. Because those are all the words that we see that are being used over here by Chalitza. They become the Makar for Kalatarakula. Whenever it says some version of those words, it means Lashin Kaidish. Where do we have those expressions? Koi is Koi Savarchu. That's how we learn out that Bechas Kainim has to be in Lashin Kaidish. Kocha is the Chalitza. Ania Vamira is the Levium. So those, all those combination of words, those are what teach us all those things have to be in Lashin Kaidish according to Behuda. Whereas according to Rabbanan, the ultimate Makar for all of this is Maimon Harsinai. Okay, now the Gemara is going to go on a, a quite a tangent here to talk about the uh, going into Eretz Yisrael and the brachas and the klalos and a whole bunch of details about Yeshua and coming into Eretz Yisrael. Brachas for klalos, ketzach, chimit shavu Yisrael, see, I think. Because the Mishnah actually went on a tangent and told you the whole story. Tarabon. So we're going to say now that they went, the Pasuk says in Parshas Re'eh that they should give the brachas and klalos on mountains called Har Grizim and Har Evel. But it's not clear exactly where it is, even though the Pasuk says exactly where it is. The Pasuk says, let's read the Pasuk. It says, Haloi Hema Be'evrayad, you should go to Har Grizim and Har Evel. Now, Klal is, you know, was in Mitzrayim for all these years. Then they went through the desert for 40 years. Now they're coming up through the eastern side of the Yardin. And now you're telling them to go to two mountains named Har Grizim and Har Evel. How do they know which mountain? There was no, there was no way. Right, they could have put on ways and say, "Take me to Hargrizim." So, how do you know where it is? So, the pasuk says, "Don't worry, I'll tell you exactly how to get there." And the pasuk says, "Halohema be'evrayardim." They are something evrayardim. Let's read the whole pasuk, and then we'll explain it piece by piece. Achre derech mevoya shemesh. Achre means far, so it's far from something called mevoya shemesh. Okay, I want to know what that means. Be'eretz kenani. There's something in Eretz kenani. Hayoshev ba'arava. Arava means a flatland. So there's these two mountains that are in a land that is generally not have mountains on it. It's a flatland, a mishar, what we call a plateau, and then there's two mountains sticking out of it. Mulha Gilgal, near something called Gilgal. Gilgal we're familiar with from Sefer Yeshua. That's where they, they camped out and they did a lot of activities in Yeshua, something called Gilgal. Eitzel Elone Mora, near something called Elone Mora. Rashi in Chumash points out in, the beginning, in Sefer Bereshis, Elone Mora is actually a name al Shema Osid. That Elon is Milashan Allah, Milashan the curses, and Mora is Milashan the Yira. So Elon and Mora, the name actually comes from because this is going to be the place that eventually we're going to have the Klalos and Brachas said by them. So it's actually a Shema Asin. So the Pasuk describes exactly where these mountains are, but let's try to figure out how to find them. Says the Gemara, Tanabonim. 
Halohema be'ever ar-yardin is me'ever ar-yardin ve'elech de Bermuda. The question is, Klayusol, picture Klayusol here. They're standing on the east bank of the Jordan River, right? So what we would today call Jordan. And Kishpoch says, I want you to go to these two mountains. Where are these two mountains? Be'ever ar-yardin. Rebuda learns, that means me'ever li'yardin ve'elech. Remember, the Yardin, as we'll see in the Gemara tomorrow, and its widest point that we're talking about here is about 50 amas wide. It's really not that big. So if I tell you that it's way on the other side of the Yardin, that doesn't just mean walk 50 amas and you found them. That means it must be far distance Aver Yardin. Cross the Jordan, and then you could start traveling the distance it's going to take to, take, to get there. So we hear the learns, when it says Aver Yardin, it means far from the Yardin. Also, it says, Achre Derech Mavai Hashemesh. It says, Achre means far. Mavai Hashemesh. The Mavai Hashemesh could be the, is the way of the travel of the sun. Does that mean where the sun rises? Far from where it rises? Or far from where it sets? Now remember, it rises in the east. So far from where it rises is the west. Far from the east is the west. Far from the west is the east. It also depends if it's summer or winter. Well, it's going to it's it's rise again. North, that's north or south, but south or west, east or west we're talking. So it's far from the east. means the east. So far from the east means the west, meaning that you need to travel some distance to get to these Hargrizim and Areva. Be'eretz Hakanani, Ayoshev Barov. It's Eretz Kanani that sits in the flatlands. Elu Hagrizim Arevel Shiyoshim Behem Kusim. This is Hagrizim Arevel. That doesn't mean the Kusim lived there then. Obviously, the Kusim didn't come till much later when Sancherev mixed up all the nations and brought the Kusim there. But where the Kusim live, which is today, nowadays you can go there, Hagrizim, which is where the, the, the Karayim have their whatever temple, whatever they have over there. So that is on Hagrizim. That was the, the remnants of the Kusim and what happened there. Mulal Gilgal is Samachal Gilgal. That's close to the place we have called Gilgal, which, again, nowadays we don't really know where Gilgal is, apparently. There's different opinions exactly what it is. You can speak to Rocky. can give you all share on it. Uh, but, uh, but, but Gilgal is somewhere near there. Eitzer Elonei Meria. What's Elonei Mora? So that's Shechem. How do we know Elonei Mora is Shechem? Because it says by Avram, Avram Ad Mokam Shechem Ad Elon Mora. So you see that Elon Mora by Avram was something near Shechem. So assuming the Elon Mora by us is also something near Shechem. So that's a Yehuda's Pshat in this Pasuk that Hagrizim and Arevel are far to the west of the Jordan River, and you have to travel some distance to get to this flat lands where you find these two mountains near Shechem. Vitanya, Amar Rabbalazar Rabbiyasi, take out the word Tanya, Amar Rabbalazar Rabbiyasi, Vidavar says, Ziyafti Sifre Kusim. Based on this drasha, I started up with the Kusim, and I was able to show them there's a bunch of liars. It says, Amar to them, right? The Kusim, you don't believe in Torah Shabbat Peh, you only believe in Torah Shabbat Only what it says. No such thing as Gzerah Shavas, no such thing as Kaval Chemers, no such thing as Sosha Shemitah, Tony Joshua. All that they don't believe in. Okay, really. So Zayaftim Tereschem. You faked your Torah, you have nothing. You say that you made your. your your temple over there in Hargrizim. How do you know that's Hargrizim? Because it's near Elon Moreh. How do you know that's Elon Moreh? Because it's next to Shechem. doesn't say in the Pasuk Hargrizim is next to Shechem. It says in the Pasuk Hargrizim is next to Elon Moreh. So, Afanu Moedim Shalom Moreh Shechem. We agree to you, but, Adolam Dub Gzeri Shava. We had the Gzeri Shava. It says Elon Moreh here. It says Elon Moreh there. So it must be, we're assuming Gzeri Shava, that it's the same thing near Shechem. Atam Elamatam. How did you know that Elon Moreh is Shechem? You don't learn Gzeri Shavas. So you, you don't make any sense. That was his tiny thing. 
Getting back to our discussion of where these places are, Rebbe Lazar Oimer, Rebbe Lazar says, I don't like the way you learned the Pasuk. I learned the Pasuk the opposite. He learns that Hargrizim and Harever are actually close to the Yardin. Halohem and Be'ever Yardin means Samuchli Yardin. means right over the Yardin, not far away from the Yardin, but close to it. Take out the Ime Ever Yardin, Ve'ele Chalikziv. V'hoyeba Avrachem Ese Yardin means Achrei Derech Mavaya Shemesh means Shmokam Shachama Shokas. Rabbi Lazar agrees, holds over here that it means far from where the sun sets. So if the sun sets in the west, we need to be far from that. We rather need to be in the east, which is right by the Jordan River. Beretz HaKenani, that's Eretz HaChivia, the Eretz where the Chivi live. Now, it's not clear if this statement is a question or a statement. Some of us this is a statement because actually right next to the Yardin was not Eretz Kanani, they were further in, there's been the Eretz Achivi. So it might be a question, because the next one is a question as well. Hayyashiv Barava, you tell me now that it's close to the Jordan River. Close to the Jordan River is not Arava, for like Bain Harmagvaris and Yashrin. Right? That area has a lot of mountains around it. So how could you call that Arava? And it says Mul Gilgal, Valai Ro is a Gilgal. Gilgal is not there at all. So Belazar is asking on himself, my pshat that I say at the beginning of the Pusik says that it's actually close to the river. The end of the Pusik doesn't sound like that. So I'm not really sure how to read the Pusik, says Rebbe Lezer. Says Rebbe Lezer ben Yaakov, don't worry, I'll answer you. Lezer ben Yaakov, I'll explain to you how to read the beginning and end of the Pusik. He says, when Klayosor left Mitzrayim, they had the Ananiyah Kovin. Barishayim, when they left the Ananiyah Ananiyah Kovin told them exactly how to go. When the Ananiyah Kovin started moving, they moved and went left and went left, recalculating, whatever it is, right? They followed the Ananiyah Kovin, that was their ways. They're coming now in Teretz Yisrael. The Ananiya Kovid are gone now. The Ananiya Kovid did not come in. Teretz cannot. How do they know where to go? And this was what this Pasuk is trying to explain to you. This Pasuk is not telling you where Hargrizim and Arevel is. This Pasuk is telling you how to get to Hargrizim and Arevel. It's telling you the path to get there. The Harislam Derech Bishni on the second coming in here, Kedesh Shalom Bishan, like it was when it originally came in. The Rashi points out that's interesting because this Pasukim are written in Parshas A. Moshe is still alive. There is Ananiya covered still. It's assuming that we already know that the Ananiya covered are not going to be there anymore, which at that point they didn't know. They didn't even know Moshe Rabbeinu was going to be there. Derech, what does it mean, Bederech, then? Bederech means, Bederech lechu v'loi sukramim. Sometimes when you travel on a road, right, if you're afraid of people, you don't go through on the main road. You, go in the, you hide in the woods, you hide in the crumb. He said, no, no, no. You go Bederech HaMelech. When you go, you're going down the main road. Hayyeshev, what does it mean, Hayyeshev? Be'yishev lechu, v'lemir baris. You don't have to go in the deserts. You go straight through the place where people live. Don't be afraid. Barava means, Barava lechu v'loi b'harmogvos. However, when you want to get there, don't go through the mountainous areas. You could sort of loop around Rashi's mashma. You go down from the south and then come up. You're actually going to come up from the west. It's a little bit strange. So according to Belazar, the, these Hagrizim and Arevel are actually right there by the Yardim, but you don't go directly to them. Especially across the Yardim, you go down and around to get to them and then come back. It's not exa- again, not exactly sure the topography or the geography of this according to Belazar and Yaakov, but it seems to be, a, a, he definitely seems to be saying that these mountains are closer to the Yardim than further. The mountains that we have nowadays that we call Hagrizim and Arevel are not that close to the Yardim. They're not far, but they're not that close to the Yardim. It's, 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 it's definitely a, you know, a, day, a day, day journey or so. We'll start the sugya. So how did they cross the Yardin? The Yardin was flowing river. It wasn't that wide. It wasn't the Yamsuf, but it was wide enough. It was 50 Yamas wide, Tosa says. And therefore, there was a flowing water. How did they cross this? We know the story by Sefer Yeshua, that the, the Yam split, the Yardin split. 
How did it happen? So normally, normally, if you look in the parshas Bahaloischa, so when they when the Ananiya Kovitz started traveling Bamidbar, so Machne Yehuda went first. After Machne Yehuda went Zvulun. After Zvulun, then they took down the Mishkan, and the Mishkan went carried by the Levim, and then the other Shvatim behind them. So normally there was Shtei Degolim. Vayoyim Nosot Today, the Aron Abris was carried in front of Klai, so the day they crossed the Yardin. Shedemar, Hine Aron Abris, Adoin Kola Arts, Oiver Lifneichem. So the Aron Abris went in front instead of behind Yudan Zvulim. Generally speaking, we know carried the Aaron. Today, the Kayanim carried the Aaron. Their feet touched the water, which we'll see more about tomorrow. But who are they? These Kayanim? They were the ones who were carrying the Aaron Abris. It was the Kayanim, not B'nai Kos. This actually happened three times in history that the Kayanim carried the Aaron and not B'nai Kahas. This story here, which we'll see more of tomorrow. When they went around Yericho seven times with the Aaron Abris, that was also Kayanim. Later, when, when Shlem HaMelech builds the Beis HaMikdash, remember there was many, many years where the Aaron was not in its place. When it was captured by the Plishtim from Shiloh, then Shiloh was destroyed, and then they built all these little places. When they finally came back and stayed here in Beit Shemesh, then from Beit Shemesh it went to, went to Kiryat Yarim, from the Kiryat Yarim it went to Ir David, but it never actually went back to the Mishkan until they built the Beis HaMikdash. When they built the Beis HaMikdash, and Shlem HaMelech went to bring the Aaron HaKodesh back, in, not back, but in, back to its place, into the then also the Pesukim indicate that it was Kahanim. So those are the only three times we actually have the Kahanim we're carrying the Arna. Tomorrow we'll see more details about the whole story of Kalei crossing the Arden.